Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! Here we are. Okay. It's happening. It's going. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So today, today, this 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 thing happened. We were doing Elvis songs in, oh. in Rock and Railroad. Love Elvis. Which was a, a good time. It was a lot of fun. And there's one particular caregiver who comes with the child she nannies mm-hmm. like every Friday. She's a big personality. Mm-hmm. She takes up too much space okay. as like a yeah. personality. Demands a little too much attention in a, like a large you know class of eighteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, we're going through all the songs today. We're singing. I'm singing "All Shook Up," and I finished the first verse. And she, jokingly, I mean, it wasn't. It was like jokingly, but she like jokingly hollers, "More hips, Skyler!" Oh. And I hated it. And oh, immediately, no. and I was like, just like stopped what I was doing. I was like, I just forgot all the words <laughs> to the next. Ver- I, like I said that out loud. Like that did not. <laughs> Um, that was not in my mind. I literally like uncomfortably laughed and was like, I forgot all the words to the second verse. Uh, it was Why? weird and I hated it. Children. Children I everywhere. Like, I was, ugh. This is a this is like a toddler class, like <laughs> I know, I don't mean to sound like an old granny, but you don't need to be gyrating in front of like five Yeah. <laughs> it's mean, unnecessary. Never mind the fact that like I wasn't. I don't know. I wasn't dancing in general. Yeah. Like I was just playing the song. <laughs> Welcome to season two, episode twenty-two. 22. Career, Career day. day. The penultimate episode of season two. Penultimate. What a good word. Thank you. It is a good one. Uh, this is kind of like a two-part season finale. Almost a little They're bit. They're immediately related. Yeah. They segue one to the next mm-hmm. pretty directly. Pretty with the like with both plots too, like Eric's B plot also. Segways immediately, like it's all, Ugh. it's all, all related. Um, it is all related. So this is an even episode, which means it's me, right? Yes. Ha 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 ha. <coughs> I even rewatched it today just in case I had to do the recap, and then halfway <sighs> through I was like, that "Wait been smart. a second. I did not. I didn't have. To. I did not rewatch it, so it's been like a week. Do you want to rewatch it right now? I'm no, kidding. no, no, no. Nope. Let's just do it. Okay. Let's just make Here it work. we. All right, so it's career day at school, and uh, Corey and Alan are worried because Alan feels a lot of shame about being a grocer, and then uh, Chet, Sean's dad, appears and presents at career day, and everyone thinks he's really funny and cool, except Sean is like he's full of shit, and then uh, he he comes over later to tell Sean that his mom left with the van, uh, and then Sean falls asleep at Turner's house, and then Chet shows up and asks the Matthews to take Sean in. Also, Stop. Eric's studying. <laughs> oh, the last word. It's hard. There's so Dude. much. It There's is. There's so, so much in this one. There is a lot. In this a lot. It's a lot of things. You also weren't talking as fast as you normally talk. I know. I didn't have any coffee this morning. and. Do you want some right now? I mean, I mean, I don't know, Roma. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, we can get through this first episode, and then I can yeah, make yeah, you a yeah, cup yeah, before let's we do, do the that. next let's one. Let's do that. Let's do that. It's it's very yeah, like you said. There's a lot in this one, and there's a lot in the next one, and it's not all. It doesn't all coincide or have like a through. What's the word? Like lesson or theme. It's mostly most. These are just kind of plot devices. A I don't bit. know about that. I, I felt think, like it. I think there is. I mean. Well, it's okay. Explain a little more what you're saying. 
What do you mean by that? I feel like these are not... There There are certain episodes where Feeney will say something and it's like, this is exactly what you're supposed to get from this episode. Sure. This is specifically like, hey, don't do this thing. Or you should do this thing. Or whatever. Okay. What have you. This episode is not like that in that it primarily circles... Or well, it primarily is there for the purpose of furthering the plot forward, not uh-huh. necessarily for learning a lesson. Mm. This is for like, okay, here we go into the next season. We need to have, we need to get some flesh out these characters' stories just a little bit. Okay, sure. So like, you can pick things up from them. Sure. I'm not saying that they are void of any sort of depth or anything. But. Well, I think, I think it's interesting that you say that because. It really feels like the end of this episode, the moment between like Corey and Alan, when when Corey's like, well, that's because you didn't tell them about like what you do at home, you know? Yeah. Like you said you're just a grocer and like what you really do. Like it's interesting. Like it's easy to think of this as like a Sean episode. Mm-hmm. But that's really, a really good episode. Really feels like this is like an Alan episode mm-hmm. to me. The next episode is very clearly a Sean episode. Yes. But like this episode really feels like our our thematic ideas and our big learning and like those kind of things like really centrate on Alan Mm -hmm. it feels like in that like he is apprehensive about presenting at career day because he's never felt particularly cool and confident about what he does Mm -hmm. and despite Amy trying to build him up about like you know you're a wonderful father and do all these things and at the very end after like Sean's now dropped into his hands yeah uh, and and he has to, to move on with that and Corey has this like a wonderfully affirming moment with him. Mm-hmm. This whole like being more than your job lesson that Alan gets to be a part of today yeah. feels more like the central thesis to me, at least. I don't yeah. know if you feel similarly. But. Well, I I kind of wrote I what when I said that I should have said more specifically. I mean more next episode, next episode a little more than this episode because sure. there is that moment with Alan and Corey at the end. I've just like lumped them together in my brain. Now. I see. It's just yeah. one. I'm inclined block. to agree. The next episode is a little harder to pinpoint. This other. one I wrote for the lesson. Basically, you're in the position you're in. Make the best of it, and really, it's only as bad as what you make of it. So, mm. Alan is looking at this whole thing like, "Wow, I suck compared to Peter Tork, and I don't have the charisma of Sean's dad, and I blew it, and I suck." Uh-huh. And then Corey comes in and he's like, well, this isn't all you do. And look at look at the position. He kind of gives him like a reality check of look at the actual position that you're in just outside. Like, because being a grocer is not the only thing that defines you. Mm-hmm. So here's all the other things that you do that make you great and kind of gives him a little bit of perspective in that. Right. Like Some balance. similar vibes to that season one episode where like uh, where with the painting the fence and the water war mm-hmm. and. And Alan comes home and he's always at work and then he comes home and he does more work and yep. uh, My dad's Superman. Yeah. Oh cute. Oh. Cute. Tears. He's not so he's not as cute anymore. No. Um, he's his <coughs> voice is dropping with every episode and it's just so priceless. Yeah. Which I sympathize with because I feel like every time I record this podcast, it's after I have been at hang on, <laughs> there's a point. Every time I come to record this, I feel like I've just come from singing and performing at Kidville and I'm often like doing silly voices and really not mm-hmm. like taking super great care of my voice because it's like for a short time frame and it'll bounce back. Sure. But for the immediate like two hours afterwards, I often like feel a strangeness in my voice, which <laughs> is when we record this. Yes. Yep. 
And so, so I sympathize. I was waiting for what the point of I that was. I sympathize because I too am going through puberty and my <laughs> voice is changing. Oh um, no. I mean, I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It did in fact happen. It was annoying as hell because I was in chorus at the time and there was just like a long period of time where like I didn't fit into choir anymore and yep. like didn't have a voice part basically because yep. my range was so small and... <laughs> It was sucked. It was yep. terrible. I hated it. Uh, did you have a fun fact for this episode? We kind of breezed past that. Yes. I. Uh, well, it's less of a fun fact, and it's more of just stating another Trivia. kind of uh, continuity issue mm. with the entire show as a yeah. whole. Because this is the first time we're introduced to Topanga's dad, uh-huh. who is played by Peter Tork, obviously for the por- porpoise. For oh, the no. porpoise! Oh, no. <laughs> obviously for the purpose of we will get to the whole monkeys thing later on uh-huh. because the monkeys will come back and play next season and the fact that he's supposed to be kind of like a little hippy dippy trippy as well because he makes guitars for all these famous rock stars and whatever but Topanga actually over the course of the series has three fathers a lot of people upon rewatch are learning this that she has many parents she has two moms and three dads and her dads are in this order Peter Tork Michael McKean and Mark Herlick I think is how you say it. Hairless. Terrible last name. Yeah, it's a terrible last name. That's the guy that plays when they get divorced. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So Michael McKean is in only one episode, which is the episode, the season six finale when Feeney gets married. And then it turns around and season seven, episode one or two, I think it might be two, uh, they go to see her parents mm. in Pittsburgh and it's a different dad, which is Fucking stupid. weird. I know. I understand like the whole this happened at the beginning of the season and now this is at the end of the season it's different a lot of shows have that issue Mm -hmm. but the fact that it's a flip around from one season to another is incredible to me that is weird so yeah I will talk about Topanga's moms because there's actually a little fun fact buried within the mom and the dad in season 6 it's the first time we meet Chet first time we meet Chet as well very exciting yes Meet Jet. What a wonderful, wonderful actor. Blake Clark. Blake Clark. What a gem. Truly enjoy. Who his... has a great career as well. Yeah. In addition to this show that we love so much. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, well, and a lot of the other parents are consistent, which I appreciate. Obviously, Vader is always Frankie's dad. Um, we only see his mom once. He has the same little brother every single time. Sean's mom is always the same, but that's because we only see her in like three episodes. Yeah, there's only we don't see Verna much. No, it's really only Topanga's parents that flip in such a drastic fashion. Right, I love with Chet his his tall tale and when he's telling about his CNN. Oh yes, idea and the joke, Chet's news network. Right, but the the my favorite. This is a joke I had never really caught before. Is when he. Uh, when he looks and he looks at Mr. Turner, he says, what did you say your name was again? And no he says, relation. no relation. <laughs> and like, there's no more specificity than that. And I'm like, oh, you have to know CNN and its development by Ted Turner. It's and like, yeah. Turner Broadcasting Network and like all these things. Like you have to, you have to, to like get that. Yeah, but it's like, it's a nice quick thing that, I don't know, maybe a child in... Well, we've never caught it until this go. I I don't think I caught it. Maybe I caught it two years ago when I watched, but I didn't. But we weren't like kids when CNN started. Like if you had been a ten year old in nineteen ninety five, 
then like that was a fairly new thing that you had experienced yeah. the beginning of. And so like maybe then that makes sense and that like you know. Mm-hmm. I also don't know how many 10-year-olds were interested that CNN existed. <laughs> CNN, yeah. <laughs> but I just like that joke a lot. I hadn't never caught it until this time. It was like, no relation. That's great. No relation. Just like <laughs> so quick. Plays it off. Plays it off real Plays quick. Big fan of that. Uh, and Chet's also like, I'm Mr. Feeney. I'm parked in the oh spot. Oh my God, like I'm parked whole... in the spot. He goes, I, you're Feeney too. And he goes, I'm, I'm Feeney, Feeney one. one. <laughs> which is an amazing moment Some from good, Feeney. Good, good stuff there. There are a couple things within the school. Chet coming and telling Sean in the hallway, in like a busy hallway that his mom is gone. Yeah. I'm like, you weird. didn't handle that very well. No shit. My favorite moment in this entire episode though is Corey turns around casually in class. Sean, you're not breathing. Sorry. <laughs> That's my favorite moment. It does. It's, because it's so subtle. Yeah. Because it's not like he's like sitting there like holding his breath, cheeks puffed out or whatever. Right. He's just like very still. And Corey just turns around casually like, Sean, you're not breathing. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That is So funny. Is I stuff. thought it was hysterical. I do love how... It's interesting how like perturbed Sean is by the appearance of his dad. Yes. It says a lot about his relationship yeah and that like he's so caught off guard Mm -hmm. by this there was no possible way he was going to show up here today well and he doesn't even know what his dad right and he's right i am when Corey's like i can't wait to hear what your dad does he's like trying to listen (laughs) so it's i just i'm so curious as to what the uh, just a typical day in the hunter household looks like do you think his parents are gone from like maybe his mom's there in the morning to like yeah it sounds like moms are give around. him food and send him on his way to school and then he comes home and maybe he's no like, one's there for a while. Mom he's like Chet's always gone. I'm sure under the pretense of which he is you know hustling and trying to make some money and get out you know find some work. I don't know if he's actually doing that. Yeah, who knows? Doesn't necessarily saying. lead me to believe that he is. No. Leads me to believe he's just kind of shooting the shit with the boys. Yeah, maybe at the um, tracks or something. Right. You know, gambling away mm-hmm. last week's cheap ass paycheck from some crap work. Yeah, Ugh. how does he even make money? How do they? How? What is their income? Do they have any income? <laughs> Not based on what we see here. That's I fair, mean, yeah. that's true. You know, she, Verna takes the house and leaves, and Chet clearly doesn't have a career to speak of. Yeah, I don't. I, I hate how this whole thing was handled which we can obviously get into then later when sean is being left here by himself and whatever but oh i mean yeah it's all it's all done so i mean all chat is so poorly so many bad choices made by chat i and i'm having a hard time with amy and alan just being like okay this is the way it is and not sitting him down and being like dude you have a responsibility to your son here or even Turner yeah. sitting him down. And I appreciate Turner. I argue that Turner. that's a lost cause, though. Well, that's probably fair. And he feels like recognizing... The, it's like there's, there's, he also he doesn't give him a choice. Like, he makes it very immediate. But he's just going. Right. Chet doesn't really say, like, would you take my boy in so I can leave? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's I'm, like I'm leaving. I'm leaving regardless. You can and either, either he's going to be at the motel mm-hmm. or with you. And he can't stay at the motel forever because he doesn't... They don't have any money. Right. Clearly. Right, so it, it doesn't, you know, it sucks, but I'm with you. Like, I don't feel like they, they don't get a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to just go with it because of the pressure and immediacy of that. Yeah. I think about the show as a whole and how later 
Chet manages to garner a lot of sympathy right up until the time he dies. And spoiler alert. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> come on. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if okay, let me do that again in case. No, some, it's. I was, I was totally kidding. <laughs> in case somebody hasn't watched all of this and is actually watching for the first time along with us or something, uh, which would be a slow burn. We're going week by week, <laughs> one take episode you, per week. I mean, it'll take you a while to watch yeah, it all. No you could watch it faster. Now, like thinking about the whole arc here, man, he he really does amazing work as an actor to garner sympathy for that character. Yes. Yeah. Because like I want to hate Chet. Yeah. In this episode. Yeah, absolutely. E- even in this episode, like I still don't feel like I hate Chet though. I don't know. There's a part where he he makes a convincing or a compelling argument. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is he comes in and he's like, "Well, I'd love to stay here. I'd love to kick up my feet and do nothing, but she's my wife. I have to go after her. Like she's got She's got everything. She's got our entire house with her. Like, mm-hmm. she's got our money. She's got X, Y, and Z. So he's like, she's my wife. And uh, kind of for better or worse, I got to go after her. That's true. So you got to, like, give that to him at least, that yeah. he's he's willing to go back. And I don't know if he's necessarily just going to take the house back and be like, all right, kick her out and be like, bye. But he seems yeah. like he wants to, like, keep working on on the marriage and, yeah yeah i know and their family unit so i appreciate that but he's just completely sidestepping yeah i like so Sean disagree with his process. choices yeah and like so and that that remains fairly consistent you mm-hmm. know throughout throughout the whole arc of the show whenever right. chet appears i often disagree with his choices yes. and and he he is making poor choices and that's why when like at the end of all this chet arc in season six when he shows up at school and uh, like Jack's excited to see him and mm-hmm. Sean's like done with this shit. Yeah. Feel, I think, I don't know, maybe I haven't really thought as much about it, but like I, I so get where Sean is at mm-hmm. by that point now. You know, he's like 19 mm-hmm. years old and he spent the last eight years of his life with his dad like coming and going and yeah, leaving him behind. And, and so then when Chet shows up, it's like, I'm here to spend time with my boys. And Sean's like, okay. Sure. Yeah, right. Whatever. I'll believe it when I Great. say it. Like, yeah. prove it. No, you're not. Like, yeah. go on. You can leave. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, all of that. Like, it makes sense. I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, man. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But, but then, sucks. like, but then I'm still sad and upset when he, when he, when he, when dies. he dies. And, like, I feel like, I feel like yeah, more... maybe he, like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to say he did his best because he didn't. He didn't. He didn't do his best. I almost want to say, well, there's a part of that story too where he comes back and you're actually convinced for a second that he's gonna stick around yeah like you're actually really in it for a moment but then also i i think the reason that we get so sad when chet dies as well is because we feel bad for sean right because he has that moment that like vulnerable moment with his dad where he's like i messed up and you kind of did this to me right but i can't stay mad at you because you're dying yeah so it's one of those moments where you Ugh. feel bad for Chet because he's dying and no one wants to obviously go through a heart attack and whatever. Mm-hmm. But also you, we mostly feel bad for Sean because sure. his dad, from what we can kind of see, his dad's coming into the picture and maybe trying to make amends. And then as soon as they get to that point, obviously he dies. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sean has... Sean and his father figures. He, I was going to say, he doesn't... I would never say that he has a particularly, like, difficult life or whatever. I mean, it's difficult in... in res- when you compare it to mm. Corey's life, sure. Sean has had a more difficult life. Sure. But I would still never say that Sean particularly... Like, he was never alone throughout all of this. He always had Corey, or he had the Matthews, or he had Turner, or he had Feeney. Like, he was never alone. He was very, I guess, like, lucky to get that yes. he was always like one inch away from mm-hmm. from being i mean i don't know like a, a homeless Dueling orphan boy. yeah <laughs> like you know he lives on it he uh, lives with his his brother and eric before he graduates from high school so that's true well but that was his dad's idea yeah his yeah. dad kind of kind of in my opinion a bad idea <laughs> yeah yeah i agree for a high school student to be living like on a college campus basically while they're still finishing high school whatever We'll get to that one later. <laughs> um, we'll deal with that. Uh, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I think it says a lot about this 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 actor's ability. Yeah. This chat. Definitely. He does a really good job. So I also appreciate, this is kind of veering away. Great. But I really appreciate when uh, Turner is talking to Feeney and Feeney's like, watch out. This You don't want to cross this line. It's a very fine line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the fact that Feeney says, I don't know what I do. Yeah. I really I appreciate agree. I that. I flagged that too. I was like, oh. Because there's something about Feeney, and I mean, he, he appears to us as kind of the all-knowing, wise sage of the show, whatever. <laughs> okay. So then the fact that he is able to say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I do in this situation. It's true. It's true. That whole sequence of like Sean shows up at Turner's and uh, Which and he says eats. the motel is down the street, and Turner's like, that's a seedy motel. I'm like, where do you live? Do you live in a seedy part of town? I don't know. I mean, he's a single guy. Living in Philadelphia, like he's got a nice looking apartment, but yeah. he's also on a teacher's enough. salary. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> on a public school teacher's salary, so you know. That's true. That whole sequence though, when he shows up there and, and passes out and, and Turner brings him over to the Matthews the next day and has that conversation with Feeney. I love I love all of that. I love these these scenes between Turner and Kat. Oh, I hate them. Really? Oh my god. The next the next episode specifically. This one's not too bad. Yeah. Because this one feels... But you can tell that these episodes are written by fucking men. Because <laughs> they're so... Like, you... A woman, first of all, that conversation that happens of like, where is this going? Uh-huh. If you are a woman, you bring that up so much more tactfully than she did it. Especially if you are in your 30s. Mm-hmm. You have gone around the circle so many <laughs> fucking times. I swear to God, this was written by a man. I know it was. Right. He did not consult a woman. I was like, she. it feels very severe. She just dives right in. She that does was my jump note. right in. She just jumps right in. She doesn't, there's no subtlety. There's no nothing. And maybe like, Maybe she started subtly like a month ago, but also they've only been dating for three months. It's not like they're a year in and she's like, who, where are we? Like, that's fair. Mm -hmm. But three months in, bring it up casually. Do not, oh, 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 girl. I love this. No, no. I'm glad you feel passionately about this. I just like it because I think it's just like nice to see two adults in a scene together. That's true. That's very true. Uh, Well, and that's why they brought them in in the, yeah, right, right. Specific reason I can't yeah, speak yeah, yeah. today. It's just nice to see. Like that's why I like the fern the ferner. Fern- oh <laughs> Turner, no! Feeny. Is that their couple name? <laughs> ferner. Fernie. It's better than Teeny. <laughs> Could be Fernie. <laughs> uh, I that, don't like it. The following scene with the two of them, I really enjoy when they're yes. talking. Just 
Just the two of them. It's nice to just see some adults. Fernie. Oh, Fernie 2020. Oh, God. Oh, I don't care for that one. If it were Feeney and Turner running for the president and vice president, who's president and who's vice president? Now or in the 90s? I feel like now I'd want Turner to be president and Feeney to be vice president. But Why? Because in the 90s, he's I feel like old as shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the 90s, it would have been that way. Uh, I feel like looking he... at them as they were then. What do you think you would do? I really. If you were, if you were a teacher, high school teacher, student shows up on your door. I probably wouldn't take them into my home, but I would find a home for them. Well, and I think that's I mean, what like, Turner that's does the thing. originally. Like that night, yeah. That night. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about next episode and Turner's, okay. Turner's okay. decision. I'm talking about that night. You're you're in the middle of doing whatever you're doing. And one of your students, who you know to be kind of a problem child with some, some not great things at home, shows up on your door. I mean, I agree with what Turner says in that he's like, eat, go ahead, and then I'll take you back to the motel. The trickiest part about this is... It, it, it'd, be, it'd be different for me if it were a girl than if it were a boy. Mm-hmm. If it were a girl, I'd let her stay the night for mm-hmm. 100%. If it were a boy, I'd be like, I can't do that. Sorry. Like, I'm mm-hmm. your high school teacher mm-hmm. and you are underage mm-hmm. and you cannot stay here overnight. Mm-hmm. You cannot. Like, that's, that's just, that's inappropriate on so many levels. And if I were married, it'd be different. Mm-hmm. If I were a single woman living in my own whatever, if I were married, then I might be like, okay, that's fine. You can sleep on the couch. But like, just because of how the... A, a grown woman letting a teenage boy sleep on her couch, especially well, so what would you if it's do a student. That? I'd probably either. I, I think I might take him to like a nicer hotel, and and pay for that myself, and just be like, you stay at the Holiday Inn tonight, like, and then we'll figure this out tomorrow. Because I wouldn't want him staying at the CD Motel. I wouldn't want to be like, you can probably catch something just from the bedspread alone. <laughs> like, I don't want to know. So I would probably take them to a nicer place or I'd take him, yeah, back to the Matthews or I'd take him wherever. I'd probably call whoever his closest friend is and just be like, hey, can you take this kid for the night? And then you wouldn't like in the morning. call child services. I mean, I guess, but I don't. That theoretically is a sentence to foster care, which yeah. if we're being honest, Sean should probably Sean should have gone probably into foster care. probably have gone into foster care. That's very true. Now the foster system has ample problems. Yes. Indeed. But Sean should almost certainly have been a foster kid. Mm-hmm. That being said, had he gone into the foster system, uh, it's entirely likely that he would have become one of the... St- stereotypical products of the foster care mm-hmm. system which is high school dropout and uh a drug abuse there was listening literally like two days ago to uh an episode of armchair expert mm-hmm. where ashton kutcher was on it again ah yes um have you listened to this one yet no, no? i haven't it's it's very good uh and you know the ashton kutcher was like the first guest mm-hmm. he had and so now yes. he's back like two years later after they like really figured things out they they were talking and ashton obviously has um, a big presence as an investor but now also as like an activist in that his like two big causes are to like end child pornography additionally though he talks about Dax asks, asks him about like New Year's resolutions and he's like I didn't really make New Year's resolutions I made like goals for a decade yeah and one of his goals for the decade 
was to, as simply put, like fix the foster care system, Good. which was so interesting to hear about. And he had done all this research and conducted like a bunch of experts. And it was very, very interesting to hear him talk about all these things in the foster care system. But like he presented some statistics for kids in foster care that was like, uh, you know, like the the average percentage, like, I don't know, it was like 10% of girls aged 16 across America are mm-hmm. pregnant, mm-hmm. but like 30% of foster of like women in foster care that are 16 are pregnant. And mm-hmm. then like by 19, it was like 50% mm-hmm. of 19 year old girls that were raised in foster care are pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then there were all these other things about like drug abuse and like all these percentages that were just so much higher, like crazy high risk because of being in foster care. Um, and anyway, he was just talking about all these things and I was like, and it got me thinking about this episode too. And I was like, I mean like, Legally speaking, Sean should probably have gone into foster care. Yeah. And he would have, he has all of the existing symptoms of a uh, of, of, of child of foster care yeah. and neglect. And, uh, and that sucks, but I don't know. It would have been crazy. I mean, that could have been a whole different arc to see Sean like going in and out of foster care too. That's true. Well, but I feel could like. Could have spent a while on that. I feel like that would have completely that would have taken the show over and it would have been Sean's show at that point. It for, sure. Not have, for sure. For sure. Corey the Corey and Topanga storyline seems like small potatoes compared to Sean <laughs> doing Sean and Foster Care. Yeah, going through different families. It's truly truly. Yeah. And that's why we have the show The Fosters. I've never, watched I've never it. seen it. Never so seen I can't it. recommend Lucas it. Lucas Graviel was on it. Oh, I love him. I just watched high school musical last night. <laughs> the whole legality of, of Sean's situation and the fact that all these people are making these decisions and no one's calling anybody concerns yep. me. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Especially when we start the next episode and we find out that Sean has been at the Matthews house for three weeks. Yep. And I'm like, that's too long. That's too long. Yeah, absolutely. For for you to have not involved social services. Yes. Never mind the fact social services should have probably been involved from the get-go. From the beginning. When it's like, hi, we have a 13-year-old whose father has abandoned him. Mm-hmm. I mean, mother too, whose parents have abandoned mm-hmm. him. Like they both, you know, because Rona left, and which like fucked her. Yeah, too, yeah, man. Yeah. Wow, and we don't get a lot of redemption on Verna. No. We, I think, there's a little bit. I think they they try to kind of bring it back together, but when she goes how dare on she? And, yeah, she goes on and on about how much she loves Sean and whatever in these like future episodes yeah. that we see her. Yeah. I'm like, clearly you didn't. Right. It, you didn't love him more than yourself. That you felt like you needed to get out of that situation. Take him with and you. And not take him with you. Yeah. That's the, that's my biggest concern. It's like, why do all these fucking people think they should take their son with them? Like, if she's going to leave yep. Jet because, like, God forbid, which this is not this is not true because this is not what's presented to us. But if, like, Chet were in a, like, a violent abuser mm-hmm. and Verna were to leave, like, we would want that. Yep. But, like, we, she would take Sean. Yep, she better take Sean. And so, like, what we're gather, gathering is, like, Chet's kind of a deadbeat. Yeah. And, she and so she's gonna leave, and, she and she's sick of that. Yeah. And so she left. It's like, take your son. Take your <laughs> like, son. Yeah. He's a deadbeat. You've made it clear. <laughs> if you are going, if you are moving out to make a better life for yourself, take then you care. Take your son with you. Right. Like, how is he gonna do better staying? Oh, fuck you, Verna. Yep. The real villain. <laughs> the real villain of this entire show. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, meanwhile, Eric's trying to study for the Oh, SATs. my God. I love it so we haven't, I, we haven't even touched on that yet. I He's gone on for a while. I love him so much. Okay, Eric 
first of all, I did not. We did not take the SAT. Did I didn't you? take the SAT. Okay, I didn't I take the, the SAT either. I did. I took the ACT as well. Um, but the way that he studied, I love everything about him in this episode and the next episode when he tosses the soup on his lap. A good Unfazed. two minutes passes before Jason's like, um, dude. Mm-hmm. And then the coat hanger is brilliant. The fact that he comes in with a nosebleed and he's like, how long is that tree been out there? So good. It's all, his comedic timing is brilliant. He's killing it. He's so good. Also from like I a love character perspective, how exciting to see Eric like really giving a shit. And, yes, trying. and it trying. Feels, it feels very much so that like ever since that episode with his tutor, mm-hmm. that like this is this is a result of that. Yes. Of lear- like he's like, if I study and apply myself, I can do well. He takes it a little too far. <laughs> which is in his crazy. nature. Yeah. He goes he takes it a he's little balls to the wall. Right. That's he t- pretty he, much just he, Eric. Right. He takes it too person. far, but like he heard the message. Yes. And he and it, now we get to see it being received, which yes. is great. And Jason doesn't completely suck in this episode. Uh, yeah, that's true. He doesn't do well either. Like, no. Still sucks. Absolutely not. But, yeah. Just don't like he, him. He uh, at least doesn't completely suck in this episode. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Sorry, this just popped into my mind. No, you're it's fine. not about Eric. It's about when Chet shows up at the house. Mm-hmm. And Turner's like, do you mind if I join you? And Feeney's like, be careful. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it's interesting that Feeney doesn't also go. Go in. Which I, I think guess- that's Feeney's line. I'm not getting involved in this. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, like, later, I, I, I thought about it, you know, and it's, it's one of these things where when Chet shows up and Feeney's like, oh, well, we're all proud of Sean. Like, he doesn't have anything incredibly articulate, actually, to say mm-hmm. about Sean. Yeah. Because Sean and Feeney have yet to really bond, in, bond in such a way. But I'm reminded now, I'm, like, thinking of later when there's like a couple of times where Feeney has some like incredibly kind things to say about Sean. Mm. I can't remember I can't remember what the episode is. But I know there's one maybe it's when they're trying to get into college or Cult episode maybe. I mean the cult episode, yeah, Feeney goes to maybe maybe it's there too. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it might be there that I'm thinking. I don't know. It's like there's there's some later episodes where we see Feeney like go into fucking bat for mm-hmm. Sean. So it's just interesting that like at this point He's not there. Oh, ooh, I know that's what I'm thinking of. The episode where they go and they they hijack his cabin, you know? Mm-hmm. And then later, uh, and, like, Feeney, like, says all the things that he knows about Sean, yes. you yeah. know? And, like, shows this investment in him. And I wonder if this is, like, maybe a jumping off point for Feeney. Maybe yeah, this is, like... seeing that there's I just, I wonder if this thing. is, like, a big turning point for Feeney where he has been, a, like, an amazing teacher... But a fairly removed one, mm-hmm. or aloof one. Uh, but like, then between the Matthews and Sean and Topanga and and yeah, it starts to to get more involved in their lives. Maybe after seeing how things go here with with Turner and mm-hmm. and how Turner is getting actively involved, which the two of them talk about in the next episode briefly. And it's got to be a proximity thing as well, because you think about next season, we get the girl who's being abused by her father. Mm-hmm. And Feeney's not involved there. So sure. it's got to also just be a proximity thing. Yeah. It's just interesting. I just thought it was neat that Feeney's like, be careful. And then like goes back to his gardening and mm-hmm. ignores the very possible like social services situation happening across the fence. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Interesting. What else you got? Um, We've actually, talked about this one a lot. That's it. 
Who's your well, MVP? I figured that we would. Yeah. Who's your MVP? Turner. Mm. Turner, because I think even though he doesn't, he's not sure what to do and he's not sure of his decisions, he doesn't flounder at any point in this episode. There's never, if when Sean falls asleep, he's like, he's staying here. He doesn't like wake him up and like, ah, oh, should I take him back to the, and maybe he does in his head a little bit, but it's not apparent Turner's willing to do what's necessary. He's always looking out for Sean and for the little guy in general. I'm going to give it to Al. He, it's a good one for him. You know, he, I, I, he's got it hard. He's got it real yep. hard right there. Yep. And that's... Because he doesn't love Sean. I mean, no. he loves Sean, but he doesn't love Sean. Like, yeah. I guess he, he loves Sean similarly, I don't know, you know? like we see, Not we like see his a, own son yet. We see a rough relationship between Sean and Alan on more than one occasion where, where Alan really like tears into Sean for fucking being a bad influence on yep. his kids and things like that. Uh but he's like, this is a child mm-hmm. who deserves love and compassion and a house. <laughs> yes. So he does a good thing. He nails it. He, yep. Yep. He does his job. He does his job. Because he's Superman. Oh. Weeping. <laughs> Here's the thing. I feel like a lot of these episodes, when I watch them in context with one another, I get a little teary. But mm. because I'm separating them by however long it takes us to record in between, I don't get as emotional. Mm. So there you go. If you want the secret to not getting emotional in Boy Meets World, separate your, the episodes. <laughs> don't watch them. Don't binge. Don't binge. It's a bad idea. Yeah, when you binge, it's, you know. It's, you it's know. right there. It's all, the entire story is right. laying out it's right It's all in the your forefront eyes. of your mind there. Um... Any other closing? <laughs> Y'all like that yawn? You're doing great. Any other closing remarks? Final thoughts? I mean, we'll, it kind of bleeds over into next week. I was going to we say, I feel up. like whatever wasn't said in this episode will get said in the next right, one right, because right. it's just all it's all tied up very nicely with a little bow. Truly. So anyway, all right. follow us on the things. Yeah, follow us online. Check it out. Um, you can send us money at our Patreon, which we don't have. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Uh, we don't have a Patreon. Although no. my friend Paul did tell me that he would love to send money to a Patreon of me ranting about things that were made for teenagers. <laughs> like content that was made. Just like ranting hardcore about content that was created for teenagers. And he's like, yeah, just like 10 minute rants. Donate any amount on Patreon and you get that access was, to that. Listen, it's and not a like, bad oh. idea. I could provide footage for probably a majority of those. <laughs> Starting at 13's Reasons Why. Uh, and going That is from the jumping there. off point. Yes. All right. People thanks are for listening. Stop listening. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. It's much appreciated. It is. Happy Tuesday. Happy whatever day of the week you're listening. Go out there, do something good. Yeah. Take in a stray child. No, don't. No, please don't. Do don't. That. don't do that. Unless you are, unless you have plenty of means to do that and are responsible enough to do that and of age. But right, and if going, you're us, goes, don't. going through like the appropriate channels. Yep. Yeah, maybe like, get a cat. Adopt yeah, a cat. Adopt a cat. Adopt a cat. Adopt, don't shop. Yep. When it comes to cats, dogs, and abandoned children. No. Adopt, <laughs> don't shop. Ah. Does that not play well? Where do you shop for children? <laughs> Well, Ashton's working on ending Thank God. (laughs) All right. Well, this episode is dedicated to Ashton Kutcher. Ending child pornography and human trafficking around the world. Yep. We are all thankful for that. Yep. And class dismissed.